So you're sure you want to leave now? Where are you going to go? To see what the rest of the wasteland looks like. Well, there's not much to see there, kid. Welcome to episode 93 of Big Zone. I am Daniel. I'm Thomas. And today we are discussing the 2015 movie Turbo Kid from uh, three directors. They go by RKSS. Yes. Um, Thomas, before we get into this discussion, will you read for us the IMDb synopsis? Yes, absolutely. Turbo Kid 2015 is directed by Francois Simard and Luc Wiesel and Yoann Carol Wiesel. Damn, look at you. <laughs> oh, I practice a little bit earlier. Okay. Um, I don't see... Oh, yeah. In a post-apocalyptic wasteland in 1997, a comic book fan adopts the persona of his favorite hero to save his enthusiastic friend and fight a tyrannical overlord. Yes. Uh, Turbo Kid. So, Turbo Daniel, Kid. you chose this as the detour. Why did you choose this movie? All right. So, we're doing Mad Max right now. And I... I, I, I I was just trying to figure out like what's a post-apocalyptic movie we could watch. I've seen Turbo Kid before. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember kind of having mixed feelings on it, but still being kind of take. I feel like there's a lot of good ideas here. I love the soundtrack. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'm. I don't know. I I feel like walking away from this movie. I. It it was just lingering in my head. It was like there was something here that like I haven't quite there that i liked but i haven't quite appreciated it enough to like love yeah Um, and so i've been interested to revisit it um and so yeah that was that was my reason for the detour and and i guess on the rewatch i would say that i still don't like apple (laughs) i think (laughs) apple is annoying um it was interesting watching this and trying to like analyze it a little bit more and I feel like it's a little slow with some of the action uh early on in the movie i feel like it's it feels like we're hanging on every shot like a little bit longer than we need to or something there's like long Mm. breaks between dialogue Uh, i feel like everything could be a little bit snappier a little tightened up um but uh i still feel like it's a very it's an interesting movie because it is it's not just referencing a bunch of shit it is inspired by a bunch of shit and it is putting its inspiration in front of you um it doesn't feel like I don't know. It's a it's a mismatch of things, but it doesn't necessarily feel gross. <laughs> like it's just gross references. It feels like there's a lot of love in this, and I was yeah, surprised. I, I hadn't really noticed that it was directed by three people before, so I was surprised because it feels like this personal like love letter to uh, you know '80s genre cinema and like video games and like all sorts of stuff. Uh, but it's just three people who wanted to celebrate that stuff together, I guess. Uh, what did you, what did you think of Turbo Kid? Yeah, I like this. I, I thought it was a good one. Um, yeah, I do agree with some of your criticisms, but I think yeah, watching this the first time, I, I definitely appreciate a lot of the a lot of just what this movie is trying to do and what it does really successfully. But yeah, so if we're talking about just like post apocalyptic movies. This is a really fun, colorful one that's like just <clears throat> dripping in eighties nostalgia, but it's not like. <clears throat> 
excuse me, pardon me, it's not like Ready Player One where it's like you're just yeah. getting overblown with like properties. This is just like the vibe of the 80s. And you, like the, the soundtrack is very reminiscent of like the work of Vangelis or just like people from the 70s and 80s that yeah, really, yeah, the heavy synth. <laughs> synth soundtrack which is just like really beautiful and awesome at a lot of times and yeah it's like there's a lot of 80s nostalgia here and it's yeah like you said it's not like visually referencing particular things like there's like a rubik's cube and there's some like gadgets and toys like his little viewfinder i forget what it's called the like the the 3d like picture yeah, thing slide view thing I yeah that's it. like something like every kid has like played with there's one on my time. desk at my office right now yeah yeah like it's like <laughs> one of those things where you, there's so many recognizable things in this and I, yeah it's appreciate just like the world building that they do like a lot of the technology and things are based around bikes and like how bicycles are like you're used in the society is really interesting it's like transportation but in some ways they're they're used as like uh, sources of power and sometimes are used as uh, things to kill people with so yeah it's really interesting it's like how they use like junk and like things just like to, to like make these characters pop and be specific but yeah I'm kind of with you there are some parts where yeah Apple is a little a little rough she kind of has like that, that born sexy yesterday kind of um, yeah a little thing bit. going on where it's just like she's like a little aloof and kind of like silly loves everything you mentioned death and she kind of like laughs at it and, but, and, but then the, I think there's a lot of reveals in this movie I don't, this is one yeah. we definitely don't want to spoil because there's a lot of good reveals that come into this movie even towards the end I, I don't know I think it was really um, effective and just a nice tight screenplay a story that's very recognizable a hero's journey through this world and yeah I don't know there's there's a lot of good stuff here I agree with you there's a lot of interesting things here but yeah it is a, a curious movie at some points and the whole time i was watching it this time i was like this movie was made for so i did i did the math like converting canadian dollars to american dollars for 2015 <laughs> okay. and then uh, uh, updating for inflation yeah i think this is made for today it would have been like fifty five thousand dollars american which is nothing okay like like <laughs> that's this, great and like it made me love the movie a lot more because it does feel so so i i was diving into this a little bit more RKSS is like what the uh, the directing group calls themselves. Um, it stands for Roadkill Superstars. Which is badass. <laughs> and they badass. made a uh, short film in 2004, and which is not a good movie. It's called like The Bagman. You can watch mm. it on YouTube. Um, it but it kind of feels like it has the vibe of like all right, some friends got together and they decided to make like a shitty violent horror movie. However, the violence is it's a splatter movie and like they obviously like made dummies and like plugged in like tubes into them and like, <laughs> yeah yeah it's like very elaborate like it feels like they spent a lot of time on like these bodies so that they could do all these like gore gags and it's like that's what makes it a kind of a frustrating short film because it's like you spent a lot of time on this stuff when you probably should have spent <laughs> a little more time like thinking about what you're making yeah uh, but like it's pretty cool that that was 2004 this is 11 years later they're making a feature together so they've still they're still working together they still have this mutual affection and these shared sort of like aesthetic uh appreciation for similar aesthetics and stuff like that um and so yeah seeing this like $55,000 movie that they put together it feels really it it feels like love conquered (laughs) the budget and we get this like ragtag production that 
feels pretty solid. I don't know. And honestly, I wonder how much of that money went to Michael Ironside because he only have one yeah, name in this movie, and like he does, a, he's having a lot of fun. <laughs> he's putting like he's putting he's going all in, just being this really pulpy character, character named Zeus with one eye, this crazy eye patch, <laughs> this really gnarly villain. And yeah, I'm just like, yeah, this guy is Michael Ironside. Like this is like a very well-known actor like and so yeah i wonder how much of that money went because yeah he him being in here is like uh, like a testament to yeah like when you have a small production of a movie and you want to market it if you can get a name like that then it'll yeah, elevate it on the poster yeah it'll elevate it to that next level but also like you talk about the effects the effects in this are just batshit insane it's like this movie okay it's post-apocalyptic water is a theme in this movie and i wrote in my notes i was like also the humans are like exploding like water balloons in this movie like <laughs> yeah. every time every time a human gets even just like slightly hit with something they're just spraying blood everywhere yeah. it's fucking amazing um yeah, it makes me wonder, like, did maybe Michael Ironside just wanted a cut, <laughs> like, yeah. of profits, like, this maybe. way they could afford to, like, actually do the production? Because there's a, because Emily just kept saying, I was watching this with her, she was like, there's, like, 12, like, speaking roles in this movie. Yeah. Like, there's, like, a lot of, like, speaking parts and, like, featured, uh, I guess, like, featured extras. If you look at the IMDb, pretty much everyone is credited, which is kind of weird because... I think there's like guards one through fourteen or something like that are, are credited in here, where usually it would just be these would just be ex- uncredited extras. It would, yeah, um, it'd be like the writer and like, like the writer's brother or something. Well, I'm pretty sure all three of the directors appear in this movie. Like one totally. of the directors plays the mom. Um, I fr- yeah, I fr- I'm pretty sure. Yeah, all three of them oh, are in here. I yeah, Anouk Anouk Wiesel. Yeah, is a female and then she plays the mother. That's that's yeah. yeah. Francois okay. Simard is the, the father, father. Okay. and then uh, Johan Carl Wassel. I think he just plays like a bald guy. <laughs> yeah, bald guard. That's and sweet. if you watch, if you watch their short films, he is like prevalent in all of them, uh, performing. But um, yeah, it does. Oh, and one of the uh, producers, Jason Eisner, who is um, he is the director of Hobo with a Shotgun. Okay. So, so the way this movie got created was like the ABCs of Death is uh this horror anthology I, for one of the movies they had a contest for the letter t they wanted you know filmmakers to submit uh short films for the letter t to go in this horror anthology and so this group submitted uh t is for turbo and they made like a turbo kid short film gotcha. and it came in third so it's not in the abcs of death but some of the producers and i believe jason eisner was a producer uh saw this and w- said like hey we want to make this into a feature Sweet. So Jason Eisner is a producer on this movie, and he's actually in the movie. He plays the cook, which is like just another featured extra. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, it does feel like it is just like this, uh, you know, people who love movies getting together to make something and like to have fun making something rather than just like going to work, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And, and I mean, it shows because, yeah, all the stuff on screen just has a lot of that charm and a lot of that fun. And yeah, despite like even though I kind of agree with you, Apple is like a, the weaker part of this movie. I think, yeah, sticking with the kid, I think just going through his journey and just traveling through this wasteland. And once you meet um, the uh, the cowboy character, he, he's really cool. Yeah, he's really the sort of Indiana up. Jones type guy. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, they're playing with this trust really well. And yeah, he just gets like, <laughs> he goes through it in this movie. And yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Let's talk about like the violence in this movie, because I think that's 
one of the things to sort of point out is like, yeah, like there are uh, arm wrestler. Uh, gonna get into a little bit of spoilers here. Yeah, arm wrestling are. over blenders and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so they're arm wrestling over blenders. Uh, a point with there's supposed to be fire and hand blades and blades and fire. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He like he gets his arm cut off and there's just like a shot of just like just blood just squirting and just like it's him and then blood squirting he's just like screaming back at him and i don't know there's a lot of shots like that where we're just kind of lingering and just focusing on the splatter of it yeah so i was saying i i don't feel like this movie's hitting you over the head with references there is a uh the character apple gets handed a gnome on a stick and she says this is my gnome stick which is a reference to this is my boomstick from yeah. Evil dead um so like this is evil dead obviously an influence i think all of this splatter stuff is like hey we love these gory horror movies we're going to insert that in here i think my problem with the um the violence is seeing the mother and father of turbo kid okay maybe we're in spoiler territory i don't know but uh, uh yeah seeing the mother and father of turbo kid get killed and the father especially he gets like cut in like four pieces or something like that yeah and it is the same over the top cartoonish violence that is meant to be for our amusement that the rest of the violence of the movie has and it feels like why does this character deserve that like aren't we supposed to sympathize with turbo kid having lost his parents like why does their why do their deaths need to be portrayed with that same sort of cartoonish amusement that the other deaths are yeah it's like there's so our main villain Zeus, uh, one of one of his weapons is this golf club that he walks around with, and yeah, he like hits the mom with him. There's like this like meat yeah, splatter. It's just like, yeah. and it's just like, god damn, this is like really fucking brutal. Like they at least don't show her getting hit. Like we just see the spray, but still, <laughs> yeah, like, we saw the dad get cut in four pieces. Yeah, there yeah. are. It's actually interesting because uh, in the final climactic action scene, I was thinking a lot of the movie Kingsman, which actually came out the same year as this, mm-hmm. and that was a movie where I like people like oh yeah like the, like there's a really big fun fight where they're playing Leonard Skinner and the yeah, guys the going church. around yeah just hit, like just taking out a bunch of people and I'm just like I get bored watching that kind of stuff like I, don't know, I thought uh, that scene was pretty cool <laughs> I, like I don't know I, I it just might be a, a personal taste thing but while watching it I'm just like okay after he hits two or three people it's like okay he's just gonna keep it's just gonna keep escalating and I think escalation is a really delicate thing that you have to sort of do particularly right here i was like okay this is getting a little shaky i don't know if i'm into it but then spoilers um we get a human totem pole that sort of gets yeah, built that sort funny. of gets gets taller and taller i'm like okay this is this is really funny and clever but yeah but our uh henchman with the blade hand like he just he sticks around guy. for yeah he's great i think he sticks around for quite a long time and by the time he's just like he's almost about to die and then he gets like shot and it comes back and it's like i just want this guy to be fucking gone it feels really gratuitous but i think he just has the coolest character design so they're like we want to keep this guy around so we can keep looking at him yeah yeah that blade has a very high kill count number he does (laughs) and just like i don't know a combination of like the mask with like the hair poking out from around it and like the hockey shoulder blades yeah it just it feels like yeah like maybe one someone just like sketched this on a notepad or like or maybe someone was just going through their garage being like let me assemble a cool costume from random shit that i have yeah Uh, because (laughs) if if this was the post-apocalypse that's what would be happening it would just be like what found objects can i put on myself 
Yeah, actually, I want to get into the weapons later, but actually his um his costume sort of actually reminded me of some stuff that I've seen in, like, the Raider Nation or, like, Raider games where it's mm-hmm. just, like, the hockey mask, like, the black and white kind of, like, color palette and just, like, yeah, just, just like, that kind of, the skull and everything. I don't know. It reminds I mean, me also, of it's kind of like I'm pointing to a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles toy on my wall, <laughs> but uh, it's yeah. kind of like Casey Jones from Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, Hockey totally. player with a... Like a, uh, he has a, a mask, a ski, uh, hockey mask, but like in some iterations, it's more skull like. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I think my overall point was just like I do appreciate the oh, like I don't know. This is like Kill Bill levels of splatter here, where it's just all over the place. Yes, yeah, like Evil Dead, it's just like it's splurting, it's getting crazy. There's like a human liquefying machine that just like grinds up bodies yeah. and turns it into water. So I don't. I think there's a really there's a lot of creative things here, but I think in some of the fight scenes it gets a little gratuitous and kind of takes a little bit too long. I don't know. You mentioned yeah, it could be tight. It needs up. to be snappier, and like I feel yeah. like it's not, it's not choreographed or shot as well as I would hope. Like, I wish this movie had, like, a little bit more craftsmanship to the filmmaking because I feel like yeah. there's a lot of creativity in ter- on display in terms of just, like, yeah, costumes, setting, yeah, uh, and, style. like, yeah. violent gags. <laughs> like, if we just, if we just uh, you know, shot it correctly and, like, perf- performed it right, then... Yeah, this would elevate it. Um, they want to make a they want to make a sequel, and they're they're hoping for a budget larger than fifty five thousand uh, dollars. But I think it's in pre production right now. Yeah, I thought this would make make a really good video game, and that's also in production, which is yeah. I saw the trailer is, for it today, actually. Oh, I would like a link to be sent. It's to leaning me. into <laughs> it's leaning into the use of the bike, which is interesting. Okay. Okay. Which the bikes uh, bikes in the post apocalypse. I think it's such a smart obvious move like it makes yeah. way more sense than cars in the post apocalypse yeah um, totally i think it would have been cool if they had some bmx bikers get in on the mix and they could actually do some cool stunts because we do get a bike chase where nothing happens uh, <laughs> yeah. and i think it's supposed to be a joke because like it is shot with the intensity of something happening uh of this being an action sequence yeah but nothing's happening it's just people riding bikes yeah, that's one one part I sort of had to get used to is this movie has it does have a sense of humor and it does things particular things are funny and sometimes it just communicates that with just the shot and it's just very understated. Yeah. It's like they had this climactic thing and he's like, Oh, I have to go save my brother, I'm gonna go off and then he like the cuts to the wide and they're just like riding off on the bikes and it's like going off frame. It's like, yeah, they need like a badass interceptor or like a charger or something to drive off yeah, in, but a just, motorbike. Yeah, it's like riding off on the bikes pedaling away. Yeah, take that take that uh guy with the saw, the skull guy, take his saw arm off, <laughs> use the motor in that to power a bike. <laughs> No, that would yeah. be badass. Yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of the saw arm, so yeah, there's a lot of cool weapons in this movie. I think that's one of them. Um, Turbo Kid sort of upgrades. He goes from yeah. just he just having like a machete blade to getting and, that, like a and having a, two hammers duct taped to yeah, each other, that, which I think a, is pretty fun, cool. <laughs> yeah. 
and the reveal the reveal of like his opponent having two hammers and then he pulls them apart and they're hammer nunchucks yeah he has like the upgraded version of it yeah. and yeah he still the, the primitive version still prevails in that moment like their 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 weapons are so elaborate it's like it's like the three stooges it's like it's their downfall it's like once the weapons start being activated it's like oh well someone on my team is going to get hit with the shovel and then and then be filleted in front of us like yeah. it's just it just all falls apart in a way that's really slapsticky and funny where our guy just i don't know he has the hammer and just like a couple of he, he doesn't even have his turbo shots or whatever he's just if just you, punching people if you watch the Bagman short there are a few gags in that that reemerge because like a good chunk of that short is just a fight scene and okay, yeah. there are a few gags from that that reemerge in this one of them being a person tripping and falling having a knife land through their high (laughs) and then uh the other being someone getting impaled with an umbrella and then opening the umbrella yeah Uh, yeah that was the one where i was like are these people just made out of water balloons like (laughs) in dough like Like, that's pretty cool (laughs) Uh, yeah (laughs) i love it i I absolutely love it yeah we get a person gets impaled with the horn of a unicorn that is on a bike yeah it's like yeah there's there's just great deaths that happen but yeah there is a point where when it's happening, at least for me, I was like, it's just kind of just happening over and over, and like in and a long like, string of it. What are the brainstorming session of? What was that like? Were they all just sitting around drinking, being like, okay, <laughs> like we have these, like, what are some cool weapons? Like, let's draw some stuff. Like, okay, now what are all the different ways these weapons could kill people? Like, <laughs> dark, dark stuff. Also, yeah, we have we have ten extras. How can we? What are the? What's the order that we can sort of just the, take them out? Yeah, the totem pole thing. I've never seen something like that. <laughs> yeah I, yeah i love it i appreciate that and also yeah i think the water geyser being under the battlefield and the look like, the final battlefield yeah. is is really clever i thought that was awesome i was like okay cool like now everything is really getting wrapped up in a nice a nice way that i don't know i think the screenplay really shines in that in that moment um i know we talked a little bit about apple being annoying uh the real the reveal with apple since we're in spoiler territories is that she is a robot i feel like after the reveal i gotta sneeze so i'm making all sorts of weird faces uh (laughs) i feel like after the reveal uh she becomes less annoying i don't know if you had that experience um at least my like mind started kind of shifting i'm sorry my mind shifted about the character absolutely after finding out that she's a robot but i was thinking about other things then i started thinking about just like okay like is he in love with her like how is this going to work physically like is is this going to be something that uh, or are they going to explain it is this going to be something that they actually verbalize which they sort of do and so that's the thing i was sort of worrying about because like the whole uh the Rutsky sci-fi class kind of came back to me. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, now she's the other. Like, is she? Oh, she's her. She's talking about food. Now she's gonna talk about sex. Like, I don't know. Like, that's where my mind started going. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, once I had the explanation that she's a robot, I was like, okay, like that's why she's annoying, and like I was able to <laughs> rationalize the character a little more. And but then I also feel like the movie itself, or or maybe Turbo Kid, <laughs> is able to. Uh, understand her better and there's more of a connection there so maybe it was maybe maybe it was less okay i now i know why she's annoying i accept it and more just like okay well now i'm connecting with the character because i i understand the character um yeah i don't know i i feel like it definitely 
has so much, there's so much potential there. Like when we find out, like okay, she's a robot. Well, who made her? Like when, then that also uh, big spoilers that leads us to finding out that our big bad Zeus, Zeus is also a robot, which I yeah. thought was cool. And it's like okay, he has. Like he had a boss, but then he killed his boss. Okay, then what does that mean for Apple? Like, what yeah. was? Does she have a connection to someone? And then well, she, she says like, "I'm not evil. It depends on the model." Yeah. And so he is an evil model, and she can't fire a laser out of her mouth, but Zeus can. <laughs> <laughs> this oh yeah, that, that is that is really that, true. Yeah. That was a good callback. Yeah, he can shoot lasers out of his mouth. Um, I'm hoping that they bring back Apple for the sequel, which is weird because I know I just said she was annoying. Uh, but yeah, like no, they could do cool. a thing where like he finds a factory where there's just like a ton of apples. Uh, he could yeah. have a revolution. Um, he could lead an army of apples. I could be across I could the be that. Yeah. Yeah. Or there is like a database, and he can like yeah. Or yeah, there's like yeah, she's like the AI for some. She's like the. Uh, the Tony Stark AI or whatever. Yeah. Just yeah, download knowing, it back into a robot. Knowing that there's going to be a sequel for this or that the creators are at least, you know, writing one, what 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 would you hope to see or what what's it, what do you expect? Where where could the story go? Um, I would like to see at least in a practical art, like an art thing, I would like to see another, like, uh, form of transportation being used in a clever way, like they can use like skateboards for something or, like, something very basic that it'd be interesting to see where that thought process goes what are those uh they could find some railroad tracks and do those those things where you pump them and then you travel along the railroad yeah i don't even know what those are called yeah yeah, that'd be be interesting but yeah i don't know there's a lot of stuff there he like mentioned like you got to have wheels and i think just something with going along that progression like where do you go from bikes like do you go from, like do you go smaller do you go bigger but a bicycle built for two perhaps yeah you gotta go bigger yeah, Unicycles. something like that. Yeah, I think yeah the the whole idea of like a guy inside of a bar on the bicycle and that's powering the music was really funny to me. <laughs> it's like it's like if you want music, you got to keep pedaling that bike, dude. Yeah, and I just thought that was really. Funny. And it is weird that I feel like I haven't seen that in like any post-apocalyptic shit of like, yeah. like maybe he, yeah maybe he finds a fortress. Okay, so I guess in Fury Road, there are I think it's a bunch of war boys like inside inside of like large hamster wheels or something like that or on like on treadmills hmm. maybe i think i, think I, I remember. vaguely remember like vaguely yeah. remember this i think that is a detail um yeah. yeah i don't know i think that would be cool and then also yeah more like robot stuff i think would be fun um i i, I feel like yeah more turbo suit stuff as well i think him with the like the energy beam was cool but i wanted a little bit more of that i thought that was like that's like my fantasy as a kid to have like yeah, fucking yeah. beam arm would he's, be super. Dope. He's Mega Man, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, like there's so much cool stuff you can do with that, and I think it's used just enough here because yeah, it's literally just popping people <laughs> like balloons, like it's just blowing people up. But be cool to see like different powers or different kind of things you could do with it, like stuns. Maybe or... we give him an animal companion, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like Mega Man had with his robot yeah. dog robot dog that he can use to to jump to higher levels to get more pieces of armor there you go (laughs) energy tanks yeah what about you what would you want um yeah i'm struggling to think of it like i'm wondering if i'm just trying to think of like okay so this one it's him taking on the person who murdered his parents and like and also a man who's just kind of like a terrorizing the community basically just a general asshole is yeah. who he's fighting 
So it's like next up, he's going to explore the wasteland. So like, is he just, do we do like the wandering samurai thing? And then we get kind of into like a little more Mad Max territory where he's just like hands up somewhere. He has to solve someone's problem. Uh, Mm -hmm. He has this turbo kid power. He has to save the day for a community of people. Um, I don't know. I got to think, I got to think about it some more. Uh, Yeah. Speaking of samurai thing, we do have like a Ronin kind of character like as like one of the henchmen oh, kind yeah. of villains yeah. in this i think it's really cool yeah he has like the, the straw hat thing yeah so many really nice details of things in here which yeah they aren't particular references to things but they're like there's just shit that you would appreciate if you just like all this other shit so like yeah like we if we know you are into like synth music and rubik's cubes and and mega man arms you're probably gonna be into samurais too so let's, let's put a samurai in there because you know you'll probably be able to appreciate it yeah Um, anything else on Turbo Kid? Um, yeah, I think I was just want to give more shout-outs to the screenplay. There's lots of really good lines and line readings in this movie. Um, like, one thing I really appreciate early on is, like, when the arm wrestler is having his, his confrontation with Zeus, and he, he's talk, he says, like, something about the eye, but then the line is, like, from where I stand, I only see one, and then Zeus flips it on him when he cuts off his arm. I really liked that back and forth. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the mom's line about, um, well, let's make it memorable if you're going to make this fight. I, I thought that was really yeah, appropriate just for, true. like, just how they, back. Weave, yeah, how they weave in, just, like, her, just finding out that backstory and then how Turbo Kid uses it against Zeus is really fun. It's also just, it's like, kind of a <laughs> badass line in general. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, fuck it, let's go. But also, I think um, one of my favorite lines in this movie is when we find out that uh, humans are water, um... <laughs> and, uh, it's yeah, yeah humans are people and Zeus is like he has them all inside their pit he's like well let the juicing begin <laughs> just like just like it felt like I was watching Futurama at that point it's just like such a, a cheesy pulpy science fiction line that's and I didn't delivered. make the connection until now but maybe that's why it's the pool party yeah because yeah, they're yeah. making water okay. yeah yeah that's 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 really clever yeah I didn't catch that but yeah yeah this the the water's people is another whole another thing that just yeah makes this whole whole universe is really dark that we're just drinking each other to survive a joke that i didn't get until i saw a reddit comment about it today is that we have an android named apple yes like (laughs) apple like the company i didn't even get that okay yeah also when this movie ends the last frame moves out like the viewfinder 3d kind of does like when they sort of rotate downwards so we have like an, an, an aesthetic connection or or however you describe it, like a, a visual connection to the theme of the story. I thought that was clever. So yeah, there's, yeah, this is mo- a movie clearly made by people that love movies and just love pop culture yeah. and love these things, but aren't doing it in a way, yeah, that's like really oversaturated and really like it felt Yeah, it felt like we love this shit, we're going to create a world out of it, and then we're just going to tell a story in that world. Like yeah. the, 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 the story we're telling isn't about the shit we love. It just takes place amongst the ship. Yeah. It's like you don't need to to know uh like the Pac Man st- anything. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. you don't need to have information from IPs to progress in this world. Like you yeah. just need to not get hit with the the laser guns or get <laughs> sawed in half. You just have to just physically survive. Yeah, and then we're gonna add our own cool shit to it, like the hockey <laughs> skull. blade guy (laughs) yeah and then there's also this whole meta thing of like his comics that he's reading is like mirroring what he's actually experiencing 
don't know. It's, it's good. It's, there's, there's yeah, which is like that's 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 the philosophy of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. This is what we love, and now we're expressing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I had a good time. What have you been watching this week? Oh God, what have I been watching this week? Oh, I saw. Did I talk about Black Phone on here? No. I, I'm like losing track of time. So I I, I saw the Black Phone with Ethan Hawke, the new Blumhouse horror movie. Yeah. Um, and so basically what it's about, it's like, it's about there are these child abductions in a community and our main character ends up getting abducted. And he ends up locked in a sort of basement and, by a masked man who is played by Ethan Hawke. Um, and he there's a phone on the wall that is supposed to be deactivated, uh, disconnected. But he keeps receiving phone calls on it, on it from other kids who have been abducted and killed from this child abductor. Um, and so I feel like the first maybe like 15 minutes of this movie are pretty weak. It's a lot of like, I don't think it's the most well-written movie in terms of dialogue. Uh, and early on in the movie, we're relying a lot on just like child performers. Um mm-hmm. And I feel like these kids are doing okay because, like, so the sister character, the sister of the boy who gets abducted, uh, she kind of wavers between, like, really good and, like, kind of clunky. And I think it is largely <laughs> because of the dialogue. Um, I don't, I I don't want to blame her. <laughs> I wonder if they were twins. Um, one was good and one was bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, to get around, like, child labor laws or whatever. It's like one of you is like on point and it's like it's gonna go really far (laughs) one of you just can't memorize words um i think our main kid is pretty good here let me actually like pull up the cast list here so i can give credit where it's due visually it looks really cool i just love how like yeah just the dark posters and the trailer just kind of like looks like yeah one of those house movies Our, our main kid is mason thames and he's he's pretty good madeline mccraw plays a sister i think she kind of wavers between you know, good and clunky, and I think I, I do think it's a dialogue problem. I think it's just not that well written. But um, but like once Ethan Hawke enters the picture, Ethan Hawke hand him some shitty dialogue, he'll make it work. Like that's how good he is. Um, and yeah. so the movie becomes really fun. And I saw it in the theater, and it is the first time I've never had this experience in a theater before. It is the first time that someone there there was a jump scare and someone full body screamed like for like. <laughs> perhaps a full second of screaming <laughs> which like one second not it doesn't sound like a lot of time but one second of constant screaming is a while um, yeah, yeah. and it got such a rise out of the theater uh, people were like laughing and i don't know it felt like everyone was having a great time after that like like uh, okay spoiler alert for the black phone i'm gonna like it's not a huge spoiler so don't worry thomas <laughs> um eventually the bad guy gets what's coming to him spoiler alert <laughs> um, but when that happens i've never been in a theater where like there was so much glee in that theater like people people wanted yeah. to like applaud like you could hear it like it was like starting to like seep in people were like clapping because That's they awesome. were so into this moment uh because the movie does a good job of like we're giving you all of the ingredients that are going to play into this climax, that are going to play into this ending. Uh, And so for a while, you're just along for the ride. You're just like seeing this character try out all these different things. And then eventually it comes to a head and all of these pieces come together and it feels really satisfying. And 
you know, you're ready to be like, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> like, yeah, that's awesome. It yeah. feels great. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, a really good feeling when you can all sort of rally against that so, one person. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I don't know how much longer it's going to be in theaters. Like, Blumhouse movies, they're a little lower budget. So, you know, maybe they don't. But they always make money. They know what yeah. they're doing. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I suggest going to see it in the theater if you have the chance. Sweet. Yeah, I was going to say, I had a moment like that sort of collective theater like getting on board for something when i saw uncut gems and have you seen uncut gems oh, correct yeah okay so the moment where his girlfriend like gets out of the casino and into the taxi cab uh-huh. that was like a moment there's like a woman in front of it she, she was just like clapping she's like yes she was just so happy that she was able to like dodge that creepy guy yeah, and just yeah. like get away at the situation and i was like yeah like i th- that and then plus the um uh, spoilers, Sunken Gem, sorry. Um, the, yeah, the, more stuff towards the end of that movie. Yeah, yeah everything fucking, that happens. Inside, I love yeah. that movie, man. Like, I remember just, like, I've never been so excited to watch sports in a movie. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, it, it does such a good job of, like, bringing you into the world of that character that you're just like, you know he's a fuck-up, you know he shouldn't be doing this, but you are absolutely rooting for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, God. It is uh, unhealthy, that movie. Yeah, but those moments were really, like, you can just, like, chew on those moments in the theater when it's just everyone is just, like, feeling that same thing. So it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, That's about it. I mean, what have you you been watching lately? Um, So wanted to give a shout-out to Better Call Saul. The second half Mm -hmm. of the season started on Monday. And, yeah, so there's five episodes left of this. So there's six in total for the second half. And really good the emmy nominations came out on tuesday and so yeah like the t- emmy talks is kind of going around right now and I, I made a joke on twitter that yeah it's like the succession bros versus the better call saul mm, shut-ins yeah. there's like a lot of nominations for a uh, succession yeah. and then on online there's a big debate people saying like which one is better or like pe- the people that love succession really love succession yeah, but but like Better Call Saul, they have like it has that Breaking Bad, sorry, the Breaking Bad fan base baked in, and so it has like those people plus the the champions of the show itself, and so I'm I'm rooting for Better Call Saul. This is the yeah. last season, and I don't, they this this episode Succession was, will have more time. They can win. Yeah. They'll have more time to win awards. Yeah, give it to Bob. Give it to Rhea. They both deserve it. Really, they have put on amazing performances. And actually, I it was like funny. My dad was watching in the living room, and I walked out there and I. I saw an image and I thought it was spoiled for me and I was like, fuck, I need to like watch this like right now. So I rushed to watch it and luckily it wasn't spoiled. So had some, some up and down emotions while watching that. Um, so yeah, I'm really happy that show is back. But yeah, also really sad. It's going to be gone forever. Yeah. Um, so that's back. Um, this week, the trailer for a show called The Rehearsal came out by Nathan Fielder. Oh, yeah. So yeah, uh, for those who are listening, uh, Nathan Fielder is this kind of com- this weird comedian uh, performance artist kind of guy he has a show called Nathan for you and so I've been watching all of Nathan for you over the past couple of I days I still haven't watched the third season but. yeah um, I've only seen clips of the show on YouTube and so I was like I was oh yeah I know this show but I haven't seen like full episodes or full seasons and so it's all on HBO Max and I've I just finished the third season okay. last night and so I just have one more but yeah, it was really good. I would say it gets kind of sketchy, not for the faint of heart, because he, he, like, he's going, he's like, so what he does is he goes to a small business and he has like a plan to sort of help them make money. And sometimes these ideas range from very simple and silly. Sometimes they can just be incredibly absurd, yeah. like him building. Like, there's one where it's a, 
a woman's antique shop and she's having trouble making money and so she said he suggests to her well you should just stay open 24 hours because you're open across the street from a bar and we'll have we'll per, like persuade drunk people to come into the bar to break items to pay for it and yeah so it's just like sometimes it's something very simple like that sometimes it's incredibly elaborate uh plans to sort of to do things to sort of <laughs> to make things happen yeah. to they're all, they're all schemes <laughs> yeah it's always like a scheme yeah it's hard for me to like to really describe it but he's make making schemes happen to allow certain things to take place at this business to like to, to simply turn this business around but usually he pulls the rug under that business at the end of it and decides oh well i decided not to include your business's name in this viral video so and he kind of like will do something like that yeah. uh, sometimes his bits involve children which i get kind of <laughs> weird about because like oh. i feel bad when like kids are being like pranked and choked and like, and, like the one about <laughs> like a soundproof play area where a kid can yeah. play and people can still have sex outside yeah so it's like hotel the whole rooms. idea it's like yeah we're gonna have a, a soundproof box so the parents can have sex while the kid is inside this box and yeah it's, it just the way it escalates just like yeah. wow this it's this, like this a does full not feel <laughs> Yeah, there's one where he, he like he's trying to get this uh, uh, sporting goods shop to sponsor young soccer players, and this one soccer player, he's like, oh, I want to be an astronaut, so he hires his friend to come in and just say horrible things about being an astronaut, like, oh yeah, in space, all my friends are dead and stuff. Like, it's just, it's like I feel really bad when that so kind of stuff happens. Would you rather be a, an athlete then? Yeah, so uh, in the proposal, there's a shot where like. A baby in the carriage is getting swapped out, like at a like at a yeah. grocery store or something. And so I have high hopes for the the rehearsal to incredible. sort of I know it's to have be brilliant whatever he does. Yeah, like he, I like I feel like he is a real life energy vampire. Like Nathan Fielder is like a real life, like an actual like a wizard. I don't know. It, yeah, it's just like such a high level of just doing this like whatever the stick it's is. Like, it's just like, like how uh, much it, how much of it is him? Like what is his like staff like that he works with like. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's brilliant because yeah, he's worked with John Wilson in uh, How to John yeah. Wilson, and he's worked with uh, Sasha Baron Cohen on his show that, that he sense. did for Showtime, um, for like uh, uh, Who Is America or whatever that show was, and another kind of like pranking uh, it's like, reality show. People talk like Banksy is a celebrated artist. Fuck Banksy. Like this, this Nathan yeah. Fielder is the man who's really like, you know, pointing out how absurd our society. is yeah absolutely yeah like he, he he does this thing where yeah like he he's doing his own comedy thing that involves bringing in regular people but once you start meeting these regular people it's just like holy shit none of these people are normal like no, yeah. like we're all we're all a little bit crazy I, on the it inside it does make <laughs> you wonder like like who is the common man <laughs> like yeah. like am i do i live in a box where like i'm just uh, this yeah now we're getting that like weird territory but, no but for yeah. sure it's, it's 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 cool but yeah it's it's one of those things where his work just kind of turns the lens on on society in a way that like not other things think, do yeah. and so oh, it's, it's it's very worth a watch yeah i think what i'm trying to say is i i feel like i'm very out of touch with the majority of america <laughs> and yeah. this movie shines a light on those people um or this movie the show uh in a way that I feel like a lot of media doesn't, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, I'm very out of touch with people. I live in a coastal city. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, it could be very different. Yeah, but then, uh, like, Nathan, for you, was in L.A., so yeah. I don't know. I had, I had that thought as well when I was thinking. I was like, maybe these are just, like, people who are just out in sun a little too I think long. it's just, like, it's we, like... we have our friends. We we attract similar people. There are people who exist completely outside of us. How often am I, How often are you talking to complete strangers, you know? And yeah. it's like, what does their interior world look, look like? I don't know. Yeah, I got a little bit of that while working at the cafes for yeah. a couple of years and being in a, like, when you work at a, a, a outward facing business where you're, you're selling something as universal as coffee, it's just yeah. like, oh, geez, anyone can be drinking. Yeah. yeah, it's like, I serve like, yeah, fucking angry, they, them protesters, I serve police officers, I serve, you know, yeah. preach, priests and, you know, musicians and literally every single human will yeah. want this, this fuel. And so in between that, yeah, there's going to be people who are just, always having some different experience and it's really yeah eye-opening but yeah in the context of a show like nathan for you is it's very extreme circumstances so it's like yeah because they're yeah. S- <laughs> they're looking for specific people to yeah, engage yeah. with um yeah it's like it doesn't really matter that they're business owners but they're still like personalities and but it, yeah humans. but it is it does matter that they're business owners because it's like this person True, yeah has built something <laughs> like how, how did this person get from point a to point b when it feels like like i have a hard time doing anything <laughs> and i like to think <laughs> like i i like uh i don't know man i i can't even figure out what i'm trying to say that's <laughs> yeah, all good but yeah i wanted to mention that but then also uh like i said i went we there was a failed attempt to go to see a movie at the alamo draft house which is it's okay sometimes it happens sometimes you end up late don't really it's all good if you miss a movie sometimes but if you miss a movie in at, on the mission if you go to the alamo draft house and if you happen to be late for a movie there you can go down the street to the teeth bar which was formerly known as dr teeth in the electric mayhem and i want to give it a shout out because we just finished our muppet franchise and it was a a place i went to like once or twice when I was living in San Francisco, going to San Francisco State, and I remember our friends, one even Gavin, being like, "Yeah, like it's a place. It's named after like the Muppets band." And yeah. back then, I was just like, "I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I don't know what Doctor Teeth is. Have no appreciation for what this is." And so it was cool going in there this weekend and seeing it, it's no longer named Doctor Teeth in the Electric Mayhem, and now it's just uh, the Teeth Bar, which is kind of a bummer. But there are still Muppet little plaques inside of the bar, which I thought was cool. So. Shout out to the Teeth Bar in the Mission in San Francisco. The wings are still delicious. The wings, are amazing still wings. wings. I've never yeah, like, yeah. There's like the wing night on Wednesday. It's like a fifty cent wing night. Okay. Wow, fifty cents. Yeah, I think so. I'm there, baby. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, just wanted to give a shout out to them. But, uh, cool. Yeah, I think that might be it. Yeah, that's it for me. Cool. Yeah, this has been episode 93 of Vague Zone. If you would like to contact us, you can email us, vaguezonepod at gmail.com. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or movie suggestions, please let us know. You can tweet at us on Twitter, at Vaguezone. Let us know what you're watching, what you think about the Emmy nominations. What have you? Do you think there were snubs? Do you think there were flubs? <laughs> let us know what you think. We're always down to tweet. But yeah, it's been episode 93. I'm Thomas. And I'm Daniel. We'll see you next time. And stay tuned next week for The Road Warrior. Oh, oh that's right. Yes, we're <laughs> going to continue our coverage of the Mad Max franchise. Mad Max 2. Mad Max 2, baby. Road Warrior. Hell yeah.